Hey everybody, I'm Matt Hartman, you're listening to another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast. Right here on CKCC Radio, thank you for tuning in, I'm Matt Hartman, and you are in the mobile studio with me, so come journey on a ride through our first weekend of non-NASCAR, but we do got some news, some little footnotes, um, unfortunate passings um, during the past week as we... uh, wind down from a, uh, a, a, a hell of a season um, that concluded last Sunday with Kyle Larson clinching uh, his first NASCAR Cup Series championship. Um, couple uh, Before I even start, you know, before I get to all the little interesting things, um, we do have two passings to talk about. Uh, the first was the passing of Del McCower. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Del McCower was a, uh, a journeyman driver uh, who was a professional um, pool installer um, by trade and would uh, race um, at the super speedways uh, in the Cup Series from the 80s through the 90s. Um, we try to qualify for many Daytona 500s, um, often driving the number zero car. Uh, then we'd run in the ARCA series for a little while. Uh, Delmer passed away at the age of 79, I believe it was. Um, but Delma, who's most famous, even more famous than his number zero, uh, Ford on the track, uh, was was famous uh, because, well, he had a phrase. He said, I ain't never won a race, but I ain't never lost a party. Um, His uh, reasoning for joining NASCAR and trying to get uh, to the Daytona 500 is just so him and his friends would have a place to party (laughs) in Daytona Beach. Uh, Delma was certainly a character uh, and certainly one of the drivers that um, in my circle we, we still talk about and and uh, he was a fun character, and it was a, it was sad to see. I knew that he had been battling cancer. I got uh, seen a thing a few months back about it, and uh, unfortunately, we lost Delma Cowan. Uh The other loss, which um, I think for the casual fan, you know, you've probably even casual fan, I can say, you probably have heard the name Bob Bondurant. Bob Bondurant was a famous uh, sports car driver in all um, in the U.S. Uh, would drive for Carroll Shelby uh, at places like Le Mans and all, and actually is one of the winners of the 24-hour of Le Mans. Um, later in his life, what he most became known for, uh, especially nowadays, is uh, he had a driving school uh, out west uh, where drivers from IndyCar and uh, NASCAR would actually cut their teeth learning how to drive road courses. Um, Bob Bondurant was uh, one of the best teachers in the in the U.S., if not the world, at that. Um, so uh, the news of Bob Bondurant, you know, you know, kind of hit home with drivers across the spectrum of um, racing in America, from uh, IndyCar uh, to 
NASCAR's top series and all. Um, Bob, I believe, was in his early 80s, not much older than Dumb Coward. But, um, so those two sad passings. Um, but we do have some very, you know, uh, little, little tidbits about the 2021 season and, you know, what we have to look forward to in the offseason and the postseason. Um, the first bit of news is it had been announced um, how they will um, do the uh, Bush Clash, um, which will be held at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, there's actually been pictures out there of Kyle Larson checking the track. Um, you know, mostly promotional stuff uh, that you'd expect out of a Cup Series champion, especially heading into this big foray into NASCAR. Um, that, uh, yeah, I found it very interesting that there's 40 teams invited, and they're going to be running heat races to determine the drivers that make it into, um, the, the final race. Now, I don't know how that's going to play out, especially with some of these new teams, uh, like GMS Racing, uh, you know, other teams like uh, Trackhouse and all, they've, they've pretty much got the infrastructure, but teams like GMS and others, you know, do they have all the pieces in place to run this? You know, what's going to happen to some of these smaller teams uh, going out there? Uh, so it's a very big, um, unique uh, thing going on there. Um, moving on... Uh, Steve Phillips, uh, before the start of the um, Phoenix weekend, had a, a state of the sport address. I don't think I got to really talk about this enough during the last thing. Um, but apparently, um, Auto Club Speedway, uh, they're still undetermined of um, what's going to happen with that. Uh, the Speedway in um, Fontana, California, uh, was set to be, you know, to have work done, to have it reconfigured from a two-mile oval to a three-quarter mile oval. Um, but unlike Atlanta, which has been very forthcoming about their total revamp of that track, uh, I haven't really seen anything about Auto Club. I know they're still kind of iffy on that. Uh, I know the schedule had been released, but I did not honestly take a look at where uh, Auto Club is on there, or even if it was on there, I, because I know that this would be a rather long process to kind of tear up that track and start all over. Um, so, I don't know anything yet, I, I apologize for that, uh, but uh, I found that very interesting, and that... Um, Another interesting little tidbit was the fact that NASCAR, uh, you know, is certainly open to new car makers, and Steve Phillips was very non-committal on answering the question whether Dodge would be the closest uh, automaker to come back now. Uh, Dodge, who was in the sport from 2001 until maybe 2013. Uh, when um, Roger Penske moved his, his uh, Team Penske Racing back to Fords. Um, now, uh, they really, you know, they kind of left the sport um, 
you know, not seeing any money. And uh, after that, there had been some strong talks between uh, Chrysler's parent company, uh, Fiat, and NASCAR about possibly re-entering NASCAR. And um, I think this would be a very big boom. Uh, it would give not only a fourth make uh, out there, uh, but it could also, you know, broaden the market uh, as as Dodge is still um, rolling out their challenger, their Chargers and Challengers. I think this could be a really big thing. And and to be quite honest, while I wasn't a fan of the Chargers before they went away, I think that these ones look rather stout. But on the Xfinity side, they were racing the Dodge Challenger, and I absolutely loved the look of that race car it looked badass um unfortunately you know without dodge's support you know it was only around for a few years in the xfinity series um eventually uh, re being retired out of service uh, just a couple of years ago uh so uh, we have all that we have um you know the interesting fact, and and I and, and I, I it, this part didn't click. Um, Kyle Larson's wife has a very interesting distinction. Um, Caitlin Sweet Larson um, actually has the distinction of having a husband who has won the NASCAR Cup Series championship with Kyle, and uh, a brother who won the World of Outlaw Series title. And that is Brad Sweet. And Brad Sweet, interestingly enough, uh, drives for a uh, former NASCAR driver and World of Outlaw Series team owner, uh, Casey Kane. Um, Casey, who retired from NASCAR racing a few years back after having some medical issues, uh, still races part-time uh, on the uh, World of Outlaw circuit, along with running a full-time uh, World of Outlaws effort. So, I, I thought that was rather interesting, and um, in the world of interesting, a couple of interesting stats to, to think of, uh, Josh Balicki, um, and th this one kind of blows my mind, Josh Balicki had finished more races and logged in more laps than, um, than drivers like the Bush Brothers, Alex Bowman, William Byron. Uh, Ryan Blaney, yes, those all start with B's. That's just the B's that this young man had done with uh, Rick Ware Racing. Um, Rick Ware Racing, um, you know, had campaigned this car. And, you know, while they're not in 2021, they weren't the strongest cars in the field. They were off at back markers. Balicki had finished 31 consecutive races the entire season, pretty much. Um only, you know, second only to Denny Hamlin, who has completed every race in 2021. Uh, so those, those are both astounding facts. And like I said, I, I, I have a lot of, I support this young man a lot. And um, I, I think of him and his sponsor, uh, Insurance King, a lot. And, you know, and I really hope for their success, um, you know, continued success in 2022. And speaking of Rick Ware Racing, um, in 2021, they campaigned four cars. Um, 
Baliki in um, in one car, and you know a myriad of other drivers. I think did, you know between Cody Ware and um, James Davidson, the Englishman, uh, who was a former IndyCar driver. Uh, you know they they had the most starts for the team outside of Baliki. But the team will cut down to two cars next year, um, the 15 and the 51, uh, which is very interesting because uh, out of their four cars, they sold two of their um, charters uh, to Colleg Racing uh, for their cop effort. Another team that I, I got an eye on going into the Bush Clash on how well prepared they will be. Uh, for their cup effort, especially with these next-gen cars, uh, but also the fact that um, you know they are going to get support from Stuart Haas Racing, and um, so it's going to be very interesting on how that team uh, will improve. And with Balicki's consistency, I, I definitely see. Um, you know, a, a step forward from the backmarker teams. Um, another little interesting tidbit that I saw is, you know, besides the fact that we've already talked about Dodge and all, um, it hasn't been truly announced yet. I know uh, Tony Stewart had announced his crew chiefs from, uh, from his new NHRA effort, and they're both from Don Schumacher Racing. Uh, the one thing that hasn't been made official yet is um, what kind of vehicles will they be under. And um, all, all, um, all signs point to, um, sorry, uh, all signs point to Dodge being their make of choice. Now that's going to be rather interesting because Ford does have a little bit of the effort there in, um, in um, NHRA, not as much as they used to when they backed uh, John Force Racing. Uh, John Force won many championships um, with Ford Power, but uh, Stewart, whose um, sprint cars and uh, NASCAR uh, teams campaign under Ford, will be campaigning a Dodge, which now leads to speculation that possibly in the next few years, if and when Dodge does decide to make the jump, that that would be the factory team that would go there. Now, I know that factory teams really don't mean much in the age of um, the next Gen Gen 7 car, but, um, you know, you're still going to be getting uh, support and whatnot because all these parts and pieces, you know, outside of maybe the motors, uh, they're all going to be, um, you know, from one distributor, not teams building their own cars anymore. Uh, so I think that's going to be very, very interesting if that is the case. I know in past years there's been rumors of Petty rejoining Dodge, uh, which left Dodge win. Uh, they kind of pulled out of the sport. And um, another one, which I was always very curious and thought was bizarre, was Richard Childress Racing. Um, 
moving to Dodge. It had, you know, there had always been that speculation. And I don't know how that will work because, well, you know, Chevrolet's had such a long-standing relationship with Richard Childress Racing. Um, but, yeah, so those are, those are a couple of interesting things that I thought. Um, we do have the fact that Kyle Busch uh, ran the NX Rallycross race uh, this past weekend, where it's good to say that he not only made the... Um, the uh, the final round of the series, the um, the main uh, the main race, um, but he also um, finished fourth in his first ever rallycross event, um, and this coming from a from a driver who you know has raced stock cars, really hasn't raced a whole lot of uh, dirt or anything other, um, you know, until recent years. But he's just shown how how adept he is at um, motorsports. You know, with a fourth place finish, with guy competing against guys like Travis Pastrana and um, Tanner Faust and um, many others who cut their teeth in that type of discipline of racing. So uh, I find that very interesting uh, to see. But. Uh, not a whole lot going on right now. I know they're going to be doing more testing. So I don't know if I wanted to do a this episode to be greeting the teams. But I I think I may wait until next week. And then possibly after that, I'm going to go bi-weekly. You know, one week I will do this show. And one week I will do the VIP show. Um, you know, because... This time of year, there really isn't a whole lot going on, unless we start getting some news if um, the season picks up anymore. You know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll recant on that statement and continue going weekly. But during the off season, there really isn't a whole lot going on. Um, I know I got plenty of stuff to do in the off season, especially towards Christmas. Um, I, I finally get. You know, maybe time to sit down and watch some of the shows I've been wanting to binge watch on HBO and Peacock and Disney Plus. Because there's a lot of great content out there that I've been wanting to watch and have yet to sit down and watch. I know I certainly want to watch um, the Sopranos prequel movie uh, along with um, a couple of other shows. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe that'll be the time. I and I finally I finally broke down and bought a copy of Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, maybe I can actually work that my thoughts of that movie into um, into the show. So uh, we'll have to check that out. Uh, I've got I've got plenty to keep me busy during the off season, but I don't want to deprive you guys. So we may still do a, a lot of stuff on here as well. Um, but if you haven't checked out the um, the Patreon show, uh, check that out. Uh, I hope I hope that if you um, if you uh, haven't yet, it's only five dollars a month, and I do do some stuff. I have um, a collection episode I gotta uh, get to Chris along with um, along with some others. I just I just keep trying to get. Uh, this show out weekly, I got a little behind on it, and, um, so, we'll, uh, 
we'll have to um, look into that, doing some more of those. Uh, I got a bunch of fun topics um, that I want to touch on, you know, maybe, maybe some wrestling, uh, maybe some um, movies and stuff that, you know, notable stuff, you know, it is the Christmas time of season, maybe some, like, holiday type movies or whatever, because uh, I know one of the things I saw on Peacock the other day was the greatest Christmas movie of all time, and I say that tongue-in-cheek called Santa's Slay, um, Bill Goldberg as an evil Santa. How bad can it be? Or how good can it be? How badly good can it be? Um, so maybe we'll discuss that. But in the meantime, I will keep you informed on what is happening in the world of NASCAR and what's happening in the world of racing. Um, so I, I look forward to that. I look forward to actually sitting and listening to some podcasts all over again. Um, cause I know there's gonna, it's going to be that time where the weather starts getting slow and it's going to get slower at work, so I'll actually have time to sit and get caught up. I know i got to get caught up on the Nerd Table, which is right here on CKCC Radio. I've fallen behind on those. Um, you know, and get caught up on some of the Dale Jr. downloads. I know this week he is, I believe it's this week, he is planning to have Kevin Harvick in the studio, and I'm sure that's going to be a very interesting podcast. Uh, not just as a Harvick fan, but... Um, these were two young lions um, who uh, who certainly were um, the biggest faces of this new breed of NASCAR driver. And, um, you know, Kevin's still puttering along, you know, still controversial as ever. And, you know, um, Dale and his passion for the sport. So we'll, we'll see how that show goes, you know. Um, and you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but I definitely want to keep this show going towards the off season. Like I said, I don't know how we're gonna do that. Maybe shorter episodes, maybe some race reviews uh, from races of the past. You know, we'll we'll figure something out. But until then, I'm Matt Hardman, and this is the Race Nerd Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you at the track. Bye.